It is Monday, March 7th, 2022, and from the home studio in Middletown, Delaware, I'm Marshall Manlove from Delaware Sports and my sports reports. Oh, man, come on with this. What is going on? Uh, tested, 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 and turn it on and freeze, freeze, freeze. Come on, man. Been a long weekend. Some shows and stuff. I'm going to show a highlight clip from one of my hypnosis shows in a little bit because this is brought to you by me, Marshall Manlove, hypnotist. We are going to go over some of the results from the tournaments and some other stuff here as well on this episode. I'm already there. So the semifinal round is set in the Boys State Tournament. Tickets went on sale this morning at 7 o'clock at the University of Delaware. I was looking on the site, the University of Delaware site, to see if there were any restrictions remaining, meaning whether you had to show proof of vaccination, wear masks or anything like that. I couldn't find any. So I don't know if that means go run out and buy all sorts of tickets now or do a little bit more due diligence, don't really know. But I couldn't find any, so, but I, I wouldn't, don't take my word for it, man. You know, double check to make sure. But I did, I wanted to try to bring that information. So these were from March 3rd. So how did we get to the semifinal round? in the boys tournament and the girls semifinalists will be determined tonight. Uh, number four, Howard advanced to the quarterfinals with a convincing 83 to 54 win over Smyrna. Number nine, Dover rolled over number eight, Middletown 70 to 44. Despite trailing after one quarter, Jaheim Harrell scored. My phone is ringing over there. Nobody ever calls me unless I'm like doing this. Jaheim Harrell scored 16, Amir Height had 15, and Lance Rainford added 14 for the Senators. So they were looking tough going into the quarters. Number one, Salesianum beat number 17, Laurel, 66 to 55. And of course, they were going to host Dover. We already know that. I wrote this a few days ago and then got busy with stuff. I have to make money, man. Like, that's, I have to eat. I have to take care of the most wonderful wife in the whole world, Dawn M. If it's not obvious why she is the most wonderful, supportive wife in the whole world by now, there's there's just no convincing you. Number five, Sanford beat number twenty-one, Caesar Rodney, fifty-five to forty-eight. Alex Ayus had sixteen points for the Warriors, as did Craig Williams for the Riders. And then the Warriors advanced to play Howard. And then uh, Sanford won the regular season matchup between Howard 37 to 29. And if you don't already know what happened, you'll find out here soon enough. Number three, Tower Hill victorious over number 10, Delmar 60 to 44. Number 10, Seaford with a slight upset over number seven, Apoquinimink 76 to 57. Kashmir Weiss led all scores with 30 points in that game. And then number 18, St. Andrews, with one of the big upsets of the round. 
They took out number two, Caravelle, 61 to 51. They would go on to play Seaford. And St. Andrews had a run like this last year as well. A number 22, St. Mark's, with one of the other big upsets of the round. They knocked out number six, William Penn, 51 to 43. And they went on to play Tower Hill in the quarterfinals. Now let's go over to what happened on March 4th in the girls' event. It was number one, Caravel beating number 16, Cesar Rodney, 63 to 44. To advance to the quarterfinals, going to take place tonight. Number nine, Woodbridge had a come from behind win over Lake Forest, who were the number eight seed. 47-43, Peyton Keeler led the Blue Raiders with 17 points, and they went on to play, or going to play, Caravel. Am I confused? Yeah, they're going to play Caravel. Number four, St. Elizabeth's advanced with a 53-41 win against number 13, Dover. Sydney Hillard was the high scorer with 17 points. Number two, Sanford bounced number 18, Archmere, from the tournament with a 58-25 win. Senior Abby Meredith led the Warriors with 14 points. And Sanford played number 10, Cape and Lopen, who defeated number 7, Delmarva Christian, 58-45. to Makia Applewhite and Julia Soler each scored 13 points for the Vikings. Sierra Troyer scored 25. The losing effort for the Royals. And there's a shot of Makia Applewhite, a photo by my friend Lloyd Lee Height. Number three, Wilmington Charter wins over number 14, St. Mark's, 41 to 39 in the closest game of the round. And the Force move on to play number six, Ursuline. And the Ursulines are in stride right now. They beat number 22, Wilmington Friends, 56 to 22. Junior Hannah Kelly scored a game high 19 points to lead Ursuline. Jamira Marshall Brothers added 16 for the number six Raiders. Naomi Allen led Wilmington Friends with six points. Good year for Friends, though. And, uh, Raiders are tough. It's going to be a tough game uh, for Wilmington Charter. Number five, Tattnall, victorious over number 12, A.I. DuPont. Final score there was 57-47. to 47. The Hornets will play the Vikings of St. Elizabeth next. Emma Kirby had 15 points and 17 rebounds for Tattnall. And in the game, A.I. DuPont's Janiah Dunson-Mason scored her 1,000th career point, which will mean she will make the national version of the show when I get that all that ready to go. There's Shania Dunson-Mason. A couple other things. Got sent to me, St. Mark's alumna Serena Piuta, class of 20, was named a Washington College Shore Woman of the Week. Some Delaware State Hornets with some honors. Corey Perkins selected to the MEAC All-Rookie Team. Christopher Sodom was named the 2022 MEAC Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Carter, named the All-MEAC First Team from Delaware State. And Dom Fergala was selected to the All-MEAC Third Team. So some Hornets doing well. Our friend Stan Waterman, the new head coach down there in his first year. They are playing Norfolk State in the first round of their tournament. They're the number eight seed taking on Norfolk State, which is number one. I'm not sure when that is, but. We'll get it to you. The show is brought to you by me, Marshall Manlove, stage hypnotist. If you would like a funny, fascinating, and memorable show, 
reach out to me at marshallmanlove.com. What kind of things could you see at a Marshall Manlove stage hypnosis show? How about this? Hold on. fun night man that was a fun night it was a fundraiser a lot of people came out people are out and partying now no more underground shows we're doing shows above ground now and if you would like to see one of your friends babble like a martian like that just reach out to me at marshallmanlove.com uh, you can reach out to me in my sports reports at gmail.com i get that too so all right and also, I would like to thank the folks at Jazzercise in Middletown 24 North Broad Street in Middletown. They run a very active Facebook group page for parents of Delaware athletes. And they are kind enough to post some of these videos up here on that. And uh, therefore, I can bring some people into the Delaware sports page as well. And the My Sports Reports page. Uh, hey, if you want to see my show and you're around Pottsville... This Saturday, the 12th, I should have mentioned that, the Majestic Theater in Pottsville. You can see my show, 7 o'clock. Tickets are, how much are the tickets? 15 bucks. That's not too bad. That's not too bad to have a lot of laughs like this. The tickets for this particular fundraiser I did uh, this past weekend were like 50 bucks, man. And for a lot of people there, I was, I was flattered that uh, people came to see my show and paid that amount of money. They were going to give the money for the fundraiser anyway. But I was there, so maybe people would have asked for some sort of discount <laughs> or something because I was the entertainment. I don't know, but it was fun. And this link here at the bottom will take you to the ticket page, which is here. All right. So let's go to find out what happened on March 5th to set up the boys basketball state semifinals it was number nine roaring back from a seven point deficit in the fourth quarter of this quarterfinal game with the top seed sallies to send the game into overtime justin molin senior six foot six senior hit a big three-point shot for sallies and then they maintained control of the offensive and defensive boards from there to advance to the semifinal round and win by six Mullen led all scorers with 14 points in the game. Number four, Howard wins the battle with number five, Sanford, avenging the early season loss to them, 46-41. Now they get to play Sally's in a rematch of the regular season game that they won against the South, 62-59. There's a long-time inner-city rivalry between these two schools, and it is the match to watch. No 
offense to the other teams that are in there, but this will be a packed gym. I guess technically the gym will still be packed for the other semifinal two, depending on, yeah, I guess everybody just watch both games, right? I don't know if you have to buy, buy tickets for both games, though. Probably check that out. Number 10, Seaford made sure that number 18, St. Andrews, didn't come close to another upset in this tournament. The Blue Jays win by 24 points, 70-46. to 46. And how about this game? Number 22, St. Mark's, takes Tower Hill to triple overtime, only to fall two points short. Attempt to score a game-winning, buzzer-beating, three-point shot was swatted into the Tower Hill bleachers by Dylan Shepard. It's an exciting play to watch, and the Hillers get to take on Seaford in a contest between two schools which have rarely seen each other head-to-head, team-to-team, in competition over the decades. Think about that. When have you heard, oh yeah, Tower Hill is playing Seaford in something somewhere. It doesn't happen all that often, so uh, a couple of unknowns. So you have this battle between Sally's and Howard, longtime rivalry, and then uh, Tower Hill and Seaford, which rarely played each other. It's kind of an interesting dynamic in both of those particular games. Uh, oh, why did, it, why did it shut down on that? face man wow and a special congratulations to the Padua competitive cheer team who won the Delaware State Championships placing first in the large varsity and the game day divisions a lot of effort a lot of work a lot of athleticism necessary to become members of competitive cheerleading squads a lot of practice I know my stepdaughter is on a competitive cheerleading squad Practicing all the time, traveling all around, a lot of work. And uh, we're going to recognize them because of all that work. They deserve it. State champions, the Padua Competitive Cheer Team. Uh, if you have any news that you would like to send to me, please do so at mysportsreports at gmail.com. Here are the kind of things that I'm interested in. If you have an Athlete of the Week or Athlete of the Month from your team, your program, your school, send that to me, picture, name, accomplishment, happy to do it, happy to honor that person. We're not doing like a single Athlete of the Week here and doing all those nominations and stuff like that. If you have somebody from your school who has earned an honor in your school, send it to me. I'm just here to say nice things about people. If you have somebody who has signed a national letter of intent to play at the collegiate level, send them to me. If you have somebody who has reached a milestone of some sport in your school, or and for example, like a thousand points in basketball, send that to me. Picture, name, accomplishment. Happy to talk about that. And not only would the Delaware milestone be honored here, but on our national show too, which is dedicated strictly to amateur athletic milestones all around the country. I love doing those. Uh, hopefully at one o'clock today, we're going to have an interview with a friend of mine, very knowledgeable person in the girls softball world here in Delaware and indeed beyond. And if everything goes well and he shows up, we'll do that about one o'clock. I don't like to mention a lot of these things in advance because sometimes things happen and people can't make it. And I totally get that. And that's why I don't do anything on a schedule here because I got to work, man. I got to work. So 
Like I wanted to do some stuff live last weekend, but I got a late show and uh, couldn't just hang out here all day for nothing when I needed to feed the uh, most wonderful wife in the whole world, Donnie M. Special thanks out to my number one fan, Joey B. Hope you're doing well, my friend. We'll find out soon because I'm going to text you here in a minute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am Marshall Manlove. Now, I'm gone. Have a great day. I'm in the market for a new barber, by the way. If you couldn't tell. Yeah.